0: Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. And you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. Training camp is underway in Kansas City, and after the first padded practice on Friday, the Chiefs made Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, and new safety Tedrick Thompson available to the media. Kelsey, of course, gets the media nod after signing a four-year contract extension on Thursday. So in the first half of this podcast, we'll hear from Reed and Kelsey, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll hear from Matthew and Thompson. So let's get this thing started. Here's head coach, Andy Reed.
2: So let me give you uh, the injury update. So Frank Clark has um, had a little bit of the, a stomach virus, so he's been, been sick. Um, it's not COVID. Um, and then... Uh, Darius Harris um, is, is been excused for personal reasons. Uh, Keys um, had a orbital fracture um, that he got uh, actually before uh, he got here. Um, I, I think you know about uh, Martinez and Thornhill and, and Keys. They're they're the same that we've we've had with PP and NFI. So um, and then um, Lawrence again as uh, is excuse for personal reasons. And then uh, Yelder has a slight groin strain, so he's working through that. Listen, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Howard Mudd's family. Um, Howard uh, was a great chief um, as a coach, um, great mentor to me, and then I actually had a chance to hire him when I was in Philadelphia as my line coach, phenomenal football coach, Hall of Fame football coach, and um, nobody did better. But my, my thoughts and prayers are with his family, his wife Shirley, and, and the kids, so um, – that's a that's a tough situation and um, and they' I've had a chance to visit with Shirley and, the, and they're bearing down through it so but tough times to them but and they can use all our prayers um, Good to get uh changing the subjects here so um good to get the guys back into uh back into pads and um and, and going it, uh, it's been a bit of time, but we've had a great ramp up period with them these guys have worked extremely hard. They came out today and worked extremely hard um, with the pads on and with some heat out there. And um, I'm proud of them for that. Their attitude um, obviously is important and uh, they've got a good one right now. So um, uh, that's what we've got. Time's yours.
3: Go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
2: (laughs) Hey Andy. Um,
4: wanted to ask you about Travis's deal what's it like for you to have him uh, for the long term now but also um you know first Pat Chris Jones and now Travis I mean these guys seem like they want to stay now the Chiefs are stepping up financially obviously but what is is there anything else about what you guys have going on here that kind of leads you to to um um leads guys
2: to want to stay you think Well, listen, my hat goes off uh, to Clark Hunt. That's where it starts. And his support and Brett Veach and and Brett's crew and, um, uh, you know, and working these deals and getting it done. And then, uh, listen, we we appreciate the players and their attitude. And uh, these are good guys, but they're good football players that like to play the game. And so you you enjoy being around those guys and you're you're proud of uh, the effort that they put into wanting to stay. And and, uh, and then, obviously, um, from my standpoint, just um, Brett and, and, again, his crew for getting it done. Let's
3: go to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin.
2: Coach,
5: uh, I asked you uh, this a uh, couple couple uh, sessions ago, and, and I don't know, I think it, it kinda, you kind of missed my point on where I was going with it. Can you, being that you were one of the guys that was instrumental in how, or at least in the conversation on how, Uh, things are going to be run. Can you, number one, tell me how much time you guys talked about or spent on the idea of having a bubble, of trying to bring all the teams to one or two or three locations and try to perform the season that way? And then secondly, uh, was the subject ever brought up with your value to the organization? And also, no offense, like most of us, getting older, right? Uh, Was there ever any discussion about you maybe Maybe not opting out, but maybe taking a role where you're not in the building and not around as much. Were there just any conversations ever broached by whether it was Clark or or Brett or or yourself on that subject as
2: well? Uh, the latter part, no. Um, the first part, um, they they had all those discussions before I was ever uh, asked to uh, be involved with it. So um, uh, the the fact that they that that's not the direction they wanted to go. I thought they had a good plan. They they had input from both the union and the league, and it seemed like they were communicating well the, the opportunities that I had to be there, and um, it looks like a, a solid plan up to this point. So, you know, like everybody else, we're taking it day by day, but it, um, I, I think the players um, understand that, uh, that, it's, that, that it's being well done here. Um, but like all of us, coaches included here, we've got to be smart as we – you know, as we leave and how we handle ourselves and just make sure we, we know kind of who we're hanging with and, and uh, where they've been. Let's
3: go to Herbie. Go ahead,
6: Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good up. Good up. I guess it is still morning. Good morning. Two questions here for you, us, uh, specific to players. Edward Zalera, and obviously you got a chance to see him before the pads came on, and then, how impressed were you what you saw with him today? And then the second one is on Tedrick Thompson, a former starter with the Seattle Seahawks. How much do you view him as a plug-and-play kind of guy, especially in light of Juan Thornhill's situation?
2: Yeah, well, um, I'll start with Tedrick. I mean, uh, at the end there, um, he – yeah, we think he's a good football player. I'd like to just see more with him, have an opportunity to work in uh, work in this system. But um, he's got good tape that we were able to evaluate. It's just a matter of getting everything down to where he feels comfortable with it. And then Clyde has been doing a lot of work with with the first group. And um, so uh, that's valuable work for him. Is everything perfect? No, not right now. But he's working like crazy to get it there. And he's got a good attitude about it.
6: Let's go to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Uh Um, I'm just writing something about Tyron. And and I I just wonder if you could uh, describe what distinguishes his leadership and, and what it meant to to you guys last year. And, and part of that also is how is it being applied this year in these obviously different circumstances?
2: Yeah. Um, he's a phenomenal leader. I mean, he's just, uh, it's hard to learn to be a leader. You, it's something that uh, normally you innately have. And, um, and you've got to, you know, I always say that good leaders, they need to keep their closet clean on their end and make sure they're doing the right things or uh, you're not going to be able to uh, lead the right way. So I think he handles that, um, his life the right way, and how he goes about his business here the right way. And, um, and so uh, when, when if people need a little boost, he can give it to them. He talks to himself at the same time. Um, and um, he's a unique, unique guy. I've, I've enjoyed the one year that I've had to spend with him and look forward to the future here. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam.
5: Hey, Andy. Um, wondering, you, you've talked uh, about just the difficulty in repeating after winning. I know you don't view it maybe as, as repeating or defending anything, but did you do any research at all for, for other teams and what they've gone through and maybe what's worked and, and what hasn't? Or it, And if so, what'd you learn? And if not, I'm just wondering on your own, what do you sort of get at the, the, the importance or how, how do you maintain an edge still?
2: Yeah, well, it's important to be able to do that for sure. The edge um, to keep, to stay humble and keep working hard, I think are important also. Um, I was lucky enough to be on a team that went to back-to-back Super Bowls. We won the first one, lost the second one. And, um, and then I had a chance to be lucky enough to be on teams that went to quite a few championships and a few in a row. So there's a tremendous amount of urgency that goes into that and attention to detail. The uh, You hear coaches say this, but it's real if you want to, um, if, you, if you want to play at that level. And there are a bunch of different things, obstacles that you have to go through during a season. Um, I think it's no more evident than the one we just had. And so um, you've got to have the right mindset and you literally have to take today and work on it to try to get myself better and, and do it each play and, and then do it tomorrow. And then you keep building that until you have opportunities to play games. And when you get into games, whether you win or lose, um, you've got to make sure that you learn and continue to grow from those from those games. And, and then on top of that, every once in a while, you need to catch a break here or there. That, that ball's not round. It bounces funny. And, you know, you got to – you hope it bounces your way and you get a couple breaks in there. But the attention to detail becomes a huge thing for you and and, uh, and be willing to work.
1: Go ahead, Pete. Hey, um, I was curious about uh, Travis and, and his deal, and we've watched him sort of grow from this fiery young rookie to a little bit more mature as he got his second contract and now is actually one of the older guys in the team. And from your point of view, just what it's been like to, to watch him grow as both uh, one of the better tight ends in the league and really one of the leaders on your, on your team.
2: Yeah, well, just the fact that he's been voted captain the last – the uh, playoff gap in the last couple, uh, couple years, three years, I think uh, probably says everything. Um, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he has grown. I mean, we've watched him. Everybody has here grow uh, before their eyes, fans included. And, and, uh, and, you know, he, he still though comes to work every day wanting to get better. And, and so you love that part of him. He brings energy every day. Um, you know, I I've been lucky enough to coach he and his brother and they're they're both that way. They're just uh, they're wired where they want to be the best and and um, but yet enjoy playing the game like no other, like you're playing in the backyard type thing. So yeah.
3: Let's go to Adam Orduna. Go ahead, Adam.
7: Hey, Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few
3: minutes here. Uh, kind of a
2: different
7: uh, angle here. Talking about Jordan Tamu and, and what he might be able to offer for the quarterback room, no preseason games, what have you seen from him, and what, what would he be able to offer? Does he remind you of Patrick at all? Does he kind of have the same arm, arm angles? What, what do you see from him as a young guy that might be able to maybe push for a spot here?
2: Yeah, tough time to come in as a quarterback in a year like this, but uh, Jordan's worked his tail off, and – it's evident to all of us uh, um, that he has spent the time um, uh, working and so we have a lot of words in, uh, that are calculating these plays that you got to be able to spit out in a short period of time and he does that well um, and then he's strong he's a strong body and, and he's got a strong mind and that normally is a uh, you know that normally leads to good things. Now how many reps is he going to get during this time or? we're short on practices for the year. Um, these first four, pra- five practices, we're short on time period on the field. So um, you might not get as much time as we ramp up here, but uh, his time will come down the road. and, and uh, But sure, love his attitude.
3: All right, guys, we've got time for a couple more. Let's go Nate and then finish with Herbie. Go ahead, Nate. Hey,
8: Eddie, good to see you. Uh, hope you're doing well.
3: Uh, you. I just want to... I just wanted to to ask
8: you, in terms of Patrick's, obviously, third year going into camp, just what are you most looking from him this year uh, in ways that maybe he can get better in terms of just leading the offense, and uh, are there things that you guys have discussed that you want him to sort of um, identify and sort of work on during camp as you ramp up to the regular season?
2: Yeah, so it's been great for him up to this point and where you always put in a few new wrinkles, um, now you get to do it against a defense, and so he's powering through those. He's kind of learning what he can get away with and what he can't. Not worried about interceptions or anything else. I've told you that before. Uh, now's the time to figure out the play and what what you can do with it. And so um, that's what he's doing. And and um, at the same time, we're continuing to practice uh, the plays that that he knows, but we're really trying to get a lot of work on the on the new things. So um, he has a chance to. Um, uh, massage those and, and learn those. Let's
3: go to Herbie to close this out. Go ahead, Herbie.
6: Hey coach, this is um, kind of a big picture question here. Pac-12, Big Ten canceling their football seasons from a, from a coaching point of view. How does that affect how you guys uh, um, approach scouting this year? And, and what kind of word of encouragement would you give to those conferences?
2: Yeah, well, it sounds like I'm, they're working everything out right now. and. Um, I'm sure there are reasons why they got a lot of smart people there. So um, I'm not sure of all the details of it. I, I'm, I'm not involved with that at all. Um, it will add another challenge, I think, to uh, to our scouting department on evaluating uh, players, but they'll work it out just like everybody else will and um, and go forward. But I got to tell you, Herbie, I'm, I'm kind of more focused on this than, than that, but um, I do have a son that's a coach, uh, a strength coach at one of the colleges, so I'm I'm a bit aware of it. Yeah. Hey Travis, uh, congratulations on the new deal. Um, wanted to ask you
4: from your own standpoint why it was so important. Looks like you're probably going to be able to finish your career here. Why that's so important to you? Number one, number two, you know, it's, it's it was Pat, it was Chris Jones, now you. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are stepping up financially to some extent here, but. Why – what's going on here? Is it just the winning or what else – what else the reasons for guys wanting to stay with the Chiefs right now?
9: Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of reasons, man. And it's uh, – it, one is because we got great guys in the locker room. We got great guys in the facility, great people in the facility. Um, and it's just overall it's – a, it's a fun atmosphere every single time you come to work. And uh, guys don't want to leave that. Guys want to keep building off of that. And um, it's a beautiful thing when you have uh, ownership, trust in you, um, want to make change with you in terms of uh, the season and and and, and uh, the community um, and then on top of that just going out there and playing football with guys who uh, who come to work every single day and and uh, fight their tail off for you man it's a it's a beautiful thing and um, you know what this uh, this community um, Kansas City I love you and I'm uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm going to be here for the next six years let's go to Steve Walls go ahead Steve
6: Can you hear me? We got you. All right, cool. Hey, Travis, how you doing, man?
9: What's up, Steve?
6: Hey, there are a select number of players in this franchise history, Tony Gonzalez being one of them, uh, who are revered by fans. This
9: gives you an opportunity to get there. How much does that mean to you to be able to get your name on that list? Um, I'm just, uh, <laughs> man, it's, uh, everyone's always been trying to compare me to Tony since I got here just because of the position. Um, and you know what, he's a Hall of Famer, man. And there's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer is because he did it the right way every single time. You know, he was out here in this community trying to make the community better and trying to show everybody his face, get out from under the face mask and, uh, and make a difference. And um, that's what I'm trying to do every single year. Um, I'm teaming up with Operation Breakthrough on, on some more things. Uh, so, so we got some, uh, some news coming for you guys with that. But um, outside of just... Uh, just being a great competitor, man. Um, I've tried to model my uh, my professionalism off of what Tony has already started here uh, because I knew it was something, it was a model of success. And um, I can thank Tony and uh, everybody for comparing me to Tony to, to, to make me want to up the ante every single time.
3: Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold.
9: Hey, Travis,
10: how you doing, man? Uh, congratulations as well. With all the, you know, talk of run it back and everything you know and you getting the extension Chris and Mahomes I'm just wondering the conversation that you had you know being with those guys and knowing that you're going to be with these guys for a long time just how fortunate do you feel that you've gotten in the position where you're you have consistency both in the locker room out in the field you know out hanging with those guys just how fortunate are you to have that consistency
9: man it's uh it's a blessing man it's a blessing like I said the uh the front office uh Brett Veach um coach Reed Clark Hunt, uh, Mark Donovan—the guys that that really put this organization and bring everyone together and get everybody on the same page—we um, got all the trust in the world that those guys are going to get it done and uh, and make it make it worth our while while we're here. And uh, can't thank them enough for the opportunities that we've had up to date. And you know what? We're making the uh, we're making our effort every single day to make the uh, the best yet to come, man. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go
1: ahead, Pete. Hey, Trav, congratulations. Um, Something we've seen with the tight end position over the past decade is it grow into this offensive weapon position. And there's other great tight ends in the league, Gronk, Ertz, for example. What's been different about you and set you apart is just the consistency, um, you know, the four years in a row of 1,000 yards or more. What do you think's been the key to that success when it comes to being able to do it every single year?
9: Um. Well being very fortunate that i 'm on the field that's the biggest thing man i've uh, I've been very fortunate to have um, great teammates around me great coaches to put me in positions to succeed and then on top of that uh, great athletic trainers in the trainer room you can't you can't uh underestimate or throw them uh, you know leave them out of the out of the puzzle man because uh rehab and, and keeping guys on the field is arguably half the half the job in the NFL um, because we know how much, how physically demanding it is so it's just um i've been very fortunate to have this kind of this uh this circle of success around me. And um, it just keeps getting better and better knowing that uh, the the front office and Coach Reed are bringing in guys that are gonna help us win.
3: All right, guys, uh, we got our final four hands up. Let's go to Karen first. Go ahead, Karen.
0: Hey, Travis, congratulations. Two questions.
3: One, what was it like putting on the pads today? Just like riding a bike? And two, coach just said new wrinkles being put in. We saw how ingenious you guys were at the Super Bowl. Are you guys going to do even more of that kind of fun stuff this year?
9: Um, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, right now we're 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 in the beginning stages of camp, so we're running a lot of the lot of the installs that are kind of like the base packages. So right now it's just uh, it's keying in on on you know what our rules are and everything like that. But it's a. Uh, you never know with this this mentality of this offense. I mean the the skill outside at receiver, um, at running back. You know it's um, it's second to none. So that that, that gives the coaches freedom, uh, especially when you got a quarterback back there that can handle and absorb as much information as, as you can get them. Um, it's a it's definitely a fortunate situation. It's it's like it's a, it's a never ending uh, circle that just keeps that just keeps going round and round and getting better and better. It's and gonna the start pass- the pads today were fun. It was, it was good to get out there and hit somebody and, and try and get some uh, fundamentals back down. Let's go to Sarin. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh,
5: Travis, uh, I know this is not your uh, first big money contract, right? So uh, the complacency side of things, you've, you've fought through that, the idea of, like, getting paid and now, okay, you let down. But a lot of guys are getting paid. Have you guys had discussions? Have you talked to her? Are you the, the guy giving everybody directions on how to keep your edge and how to keep that hunger? And, and just kind of, if you could, then after that, overall, just everybody's back, right? And I know run it back is the theme, and, and everybody likes that, but usually teams that go back to the Super Bowl have some turnover, and maybe, you know, some people speculated it's the new guys that don't have a ring that maybe drive that hunger. So could you just uh, tell me why you believe you guys have that, that hunger
9: and, and what you've done to tell some of the guys that are coming into those big contracts for the you first can see time. It, You can see it right away. I mean, we've, uh, we've got a pretty good understanding of how to, how to get there, right? We did it last year. Um, we have great leaders in this, in this locker room. And when I say that, I mean it's every single day. It's not like it's it one day it's somebody else. Every single day we got the same guys uh, push, leading the charge and um, not settling for anything less than, than what we did last year or, or then even more so ante it up and, uh, and, and double down on everything we did last year. So it's a, it's a mindset and it's a, it's, it's a, everyone's just eager to get out there and, and get to work. And as long as we're working our tails off every single day, um, we got the players to make plays on Sunday. We just have to put in the work to get down the timing of things, make sure our fundamentals are there, and then just go out there and have fun on Sundays.
3: Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Travis. Uh,
8: Congratulations on the new deal. Uh, I have two questions for you. The first is, and you mentioned uh, Clark Hunt's sort of uh, influence and impact on you guys. In terms of handling out these contracts, in terms of keeping the core together, uh, what does it say that, that since you've been around the organization for eight years now, what Clark's impact on the, on the franchise has been particularly uh, the last couple of years in terms of identifying the right guys to put together a championship team? And secondly, uh, you mentioned the idea of obviously wanting to play with Patrick to, to really thrive in your guys' partnership together. From a mental standpoint, what is it about playing with Patrick that unlocks your game as you sort of see how Patrick uh, thinks about sort of the offense through the field and in the film room.
9: Um, well, I'll answer the the Clark Hunt question first, man. The, um, you know, it's not uh, very fortunate, man. It's not like this in every single organization, every single city. Um, I've heard the stories of how it could get real bad to stories of how it's it's pretty nice. But I, I'm 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 happy with where I am because of the guy that, that that's up front. Uh, leading the charge, and that's Clark Hunt, man. And that the Hunt family and what they've done, uh, bringing in Coach Andy Reid, I thought that was his best move ever in life was to bring in Andy Reid, man, because what he does to an organization um, is uh, is taking him to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's clear to see his track record and what he's done here um, and what he's going to do in the future. And uh, um, that's, that's the biggest thing is uh, getting the right people in place and then on top of that, trusting in those people. And I think that's one thing that uh, – Clark Hunt has done an unbelievable job of is he's trusted the people that he has in place uh, and that's as players as well. And, um, you know, Pat is a a special guy out there on the field and we're seeing it even more and more. So it's all unfolding every single year on what he what his limits are and what he can and can't do. Um, The can't do's are, are, are very quickly starting to get smaller and smaller on the list, man. And it's, uh, it's cool to see him grow. And he's such a competitor that it, it never stops. And that's the one thing about uh, these practices is that um, everyone's talking about don't get complacent, man. When you have guys coming out here competing their tails off uh, over, the, over five yards, you know, over, over three yards, two yards in practice, uh, just the type of determination and mentality that brings to every single play, every single down, every single period in practice, that's, that, all that translates to the game, man and it's um what it does is it allows you to play free and it allows you to play football that's uh that's almost like you're in the backyard playing. Let's go last one Darren, go ahead.
11: Hey Travis, how you doing? All right. All right. So, uh, a couple questions for you. One, you know, do you all, as players, kind of have conversations about how you all can kind of stick around and stay together? Uh, you know, knowing that there is a high turnover in the NFL and that you all with new contracts or contracts ending, wanting to stay together. You know, do you all kind of talk about amongst each other how to work that out? And then second, um, how do you all, as leaders, hold hold yourself and teammates accountable? For example, uh, we saw what happened in Seattle with the rookie trying to sneak a uh, trying to sneak a female in. Now I know you all. Don't stay in a hotel at the moment. But how do you all kind of hold yourself accountable and teammates accountable to make sure that they're doing the proper things and the right things, so uh, situations like what happened in Seattle doesn't arrive here in Kansas City?
9: Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is, uh, I think I think we all knew then. We trusted the uh, the front office, Coach Brett Veach, Coach Reed, um, Clark Hunt, all the guys to be able to um keep the core and uh, we trusted that they were going to be able to make it make sense for all the players which they did they they held their end of the bargain and, and we're so we're very much thankful that uh that we still got the core with us going into this year um and it looks like for a few years ahead as well um, in terms of uh holding each other accountable man every uh, every every office is different every team is different the discipline is different different leaders um, I think we have a very good situation here to where um, we have the right guys in this facility that are making the right decisions. Um, I firmly believe that. Now, is it, it, am I going to say that nobody on this squad is going to get COVID? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a crazy world right now. You know, you can't predict those kind of things. I just think that, um, you know what I mean, everyone right now, at least here in Kansas City, seems like they're doing the right things because we all got one goal in mind, and that's to play football and play it at a high level every Sunday. Thank you, Travis, we appreciate it today. You know, Kansas City, I love y'all, baby.
0: Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay authenticity guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
7: Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. One app, over three hundred thousand travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: You just heard from Chiefs Head Coach Andy Reid and tight end Travis Kelsey, and now we continue on with Tyron Matthew.
5: A lot of these college guys now are gonna miss their you know their season before they head into the draft and, and try and make the NFL. I know it was different circumstances, but, but you missed your last season before preparing for the NFL draft. What what sort of challenges did that entail? And what sort of advice, I guess, would, would you have for the guys that are going to be facing kind of a similar situation now?
12: Yeah, I think I think everybody's situation is going to be a little different. Um, obviously, you have to be in the right kind of attitude. Um, Got to have the right kind of people around you to, to really make any kind of sound decision at 19, 20, 21 years old. So I'm hoping that those guys have people in their corner um, that can really guide them uh, and give them the, the right kind of advice. Um, you know, whether it be you know simply th- th- you know telling those guys the truth. You know, I feel like some guys have enough tape to where you know they don't have to play another season. Whereas other guys, you know, kind of need the tape to uh, you know get looked at or you know even get mentioned you know in the next draft class. So um, you know, it's it's unfortunate uh, circumstances. Um, um, so I'm uh, just hoping that, that those guys um, have the right kind of people in their corner so that they, they'll be able to make the right decision.
3: Let's go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam.
10: Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. Thanks for your time. I wanted to ask you two things. Uh, one is just it looked like there was good energy out at practice today. I was just wondering your perspective on that. And, and also, I mean, in normal times, you guys would be playing games right now, right? Like, is, is there a way that you can compare where you guys are now compared to, you know, just a year ago or in a normal year?
12: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, to talk about the energy level, um, you know, I think that's just the standard, you know, we've tried to set here. You know, obviously everybody talks about the offense and, you know, what those guys can do, I think defensively, you know, we're just trying to live up to the standard, you know, that we set, you know, last season, you know, and that's showing up, getting to the ball, making plays on the ball, and then kind of uplifting, bringing everybody along with us. Um, You know, I probably say it's probably going to be a little bit tougher for the defenses. You know, we didn't have a spring. Um, and I think defense is a little bit different. You know, you got to kind of get in front of the offense and, you know, you got to ha- kind of have to see the speed. Um, you have to see motions. You have to understand adjustments. Um, you know, whereas offensive guys can get on routes. They can run routes on air. They can work on their timing. Um, so, but for us, we got some great coaches. Um, we got great leadership on defense. And, you know, once again, we're, we're highly motivated to, to, to pick up where we left off last season, you know, as a defense. Thank you. Let's go to Adam
3: Teicher. Go to Adam.
4: Hey, Tyron, how are you doing today? Good, good. Good. Hey, a couple things. First, um, is there something you've learned about Travis Kelsey that maybe you didn't know from being a year uh, uh, a teammate of his for a year? And also, you know, first with Mahomes, then Chris Jones, now Travis. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs are stepping up financially here, but it, what can you put your finger on? Why guys want to stay here? What is it about what you guys have going on, other than the, the rings you guys are going to be wearing uh, here in a few weeks? Um, that, that makes what guys want to be here?
12: Yeah, I think Travis is a, is a special talent. You know, he reminds me a lot of, of Larry Fitzgerald. Um, you know, the competition that he provided for me uh, coming into the league and, you know, me coming to Kansas City, I think Travis uh, gives me the same kind of competition day in and day out. Uh, truly uh, makes me hone in on my craft, make, makes me focus on the little things. And I think that's the only way you can kind of compete against guys with that kind of, you know, elite ability. Um, you know, I think. You know, I think we're we're absolutely lucky. <laughs> you know, very fortunate. You know, we got a, we got a lot of selfless guys on this team. Um, a lot of guys that don't necessarily look in their own mirror. Um, it's all about the the guys around them. You know, and I think that starts with you know great leadership. Um, obviously, from Clark Hunt to Coach Reed, and you know, then you know your superstar players, uh, Pat Pat Mahomes and Kelsey's of the world. Um, everybody is trying to make everybody better, and so. Um, I'll probably say this is, 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 this is a very lucky situation, a very fortunate situation we're in. And I think everybody here is, is just grateful to, to really be a part of it.
3: Let's go to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Hey, Tyron. Hope you're good, man. Um,
8: hey. You spend a lot of time studying, you know, tape. And I'm curious what you think about the tight end position with, you know, Travis getting paid, Kittle getting paid, how different the athlete is or how it's used now to when you came into the league. And then you still look at their paydays. Are are they, for some reason, still undervalued, as difficult as they are, you know, to what they do for offenses?
12: I think I think any team that has a um, great tight end, um, especially an uh, athletic one, elite one, um, it always provides the offense with an advantage. Um, uh, you know, you think about Travis Kelsey and the George Kittles of the world. Every time they line up, you know, you can possibly have a mismatch. And so, um, you know, I think the teams that have those guys, they appreciate those guys. And, you know, the teams that don't have them, (laughs) they're trying to find other ways to, to make up for it. But um, it's not, it's not often you, you get guys like Kittle, guys like Kelsey that can, that can really change the game from the tight end position. Obviously, you think about the Shannon Sharps and the Tony Gonzalez's, but those guys don't come around too often. So uh, I'm excited for those guys. Obviously, um, it's going to take guys like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, to continue to set the standard. So, you know, that position is respected, and that position is considered, you know, a valuable position on the offensive side of the ball.
11: go
3: to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead,
12: Aaron. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, yes.
6: I uh, appreciate the time. I'm just wondering from a physical standpoint with the ramp-up period, where do you compare today's full padded practices to other you've had throughout training camp?
12: Uh, n- nobody works as hard as the Kansas City Chiefs. i uh, tell you that right now. Um, I say that I say that in a good way. Um, we strain a lot. Um, it's a lot that that's on our plate. Um, you know, a lot of our playbook is already in. A lot of those calls are up. So, you know, not only do we have to strain physically, but it's a mental strain. It's a mental grind. And that's what I try to tell the rookies, you know, to – to obviously not overwhelm themselves, just try to find a way to fall in love with the grind, fall in love with the process. Um, I think our coaches, I think our coaches do a great job of of not putting too much pressure on us, allowing us to to go out there, you know, with with um, with less on our mental, so that way we we are able to physically strain ourselves uh, each and every play. But um, you know, it's my third organization. I don't think anybody <laughs> works as hard as Andy Reid. <laughs>
3: Let's go to Bahe. Go ahead, bye. Hey, Tyron. Um,
6: just uh, wonder if you could uh, describe what your relationship with Steve Spagnolo has meant to you and, and, and just sort of related to that, too. I, I think we talked one time last year, and I think you used words along the lines of that you, you think leadership might almost be more important than actually what you do in terms of playing. I, I just wonder how you've come to that way of thinking
12: yeah, well I think, you know, obviously, and you know, not just Coach Spags, you know, I think Coach Merritt um, you know, provides a a, a great sense of leadership for us as well, especially our DB D B room. You know, we're so young back there. And, you know, I think him just keeping us in the right uh mental, um, understanding who we are each and every day, setting us setting us table for us, and then Spags, you know, I'm so grateful for him because he, you know, he pushes every player to the limit, not just myself, not just Chris Jones. It's each and every player um, that he's trying to get the most out of. And um, not every coach does that. Um, not every coach cares that much. And so for us, we understand that we have a guy in our corner that not only is he a great football coach, he, he understands his players and he understands X's and O's, but, you know, he understands what buttons to push. And, you know, we got a lot of different guys in our room, from Breland to, you know, to Tyre Matthew, and all of us are different, but I think he understands how to reach – every one each and every one of us and to me that's way more powerful than a coach teaching you how to play cover two Um, I think not everybody can teach and reach so um, I think he has I think he has that in his favor
3: all right guys we got time for a couple more we're gonna go Pete Sweeney and then Nate Taylor go ahead Pete
1: Hey Tyron thanks for taking some time I was just curious I saw an exchange between you and Traverius Ward on social the other day and it had to do with the Chiefs receivers and just how talented they are especially with no preseason what kind of advantage is it for y'all that you have to go against uh, Tyreek and Travis and, and Sammy and, and really one of the best units in, in the NFL?
12: Yeah I mean you know, I would say it's stressful but you know it's our job um I think the, the competition level is very high. Um obviously we always talk about the standard that we try to set last season. Um I think playing against our offense, uh, you know, it only builds us up. It only you know gets us to you know elevate our standard. Um not everybody in the NFL can cover Tyreek Hill, you know, not everybody can run with McCole, not everybody understands Travis Kelsey's route concepts and you know, even Patrick Mahomes. So I think each and every one of us on the defense is getting tested. You know, we're getting challenged. Um, and, you know, what, what other way to prepare for Deshaun Watson than to, you know, and Lamar Jackson's other world than to Kansas City Chiefs offense? So, I mean, we, we feel like we're in a very fortunate position. Uh, we feel like, you know, obviously the favor is on our side. Um, you know, we just got to be conscious of getting better each and every day um, and then understanding, you know, we're competing against our offense. Uh, we, we're not playing against them. <laughs> Let's go to Nate Taylor to close it out. Go ahead, Nate.
8: Hey, Tyron. Um, I have two questions for you. Uh, you've gotten to know Tedrick Thompson in person a little bit here since he came aboard. Just from watching film of him with the Seahawks and what he can provide with you guys uh, in the immediate. Just what are your thoughts on him and being a part of him in the secondary? And, and my second question is with. The way you understood how Kent went last year, and sort of the mental back and forth between you, you know, being the leader of the secondary and Patrick being the leader of the offense in the backfield, just how much do you think the intensity level and sort of the mental game can both of you all elevate from one another based on what you guys know about your guys' skill set and what you're trying to accomplish on both sides of the football?
12: Yeah, I think I think Tedrick. Well, we call him T two here, so <laughs> then we give everybody <laughs> nicknames, but. <laughs> uh, you know, he um he's a smart player. You know, he's a player that can play both of the safety positions. Uh, he he understands communication is key from from the safety position. Um so um and, and then he can make plays on the ball. You know, he's been showing us his athleticism. Um, uh, you know, it's probably his first, you know, time in the an Andy Reid type camp. So, you know, he he's he's understanding that part of it. Um can you repeat that second part of the question, please?
8: Yeah, just the idea of how does Patrick sort of mentally challenge you and, and what's it like to be the leader of the secondary and understanding, you guys are obviously preparing one another for the season. But what the mental challenge is on the field, given what each guy can do?
12: Yeah, you know, each and every play, we're we're trying to, you know, stress each other out. Um, we're trying to bring the best out of each other. Uh, obviously, we we understand that you know, uh, there's only so much we can do against Patrick Mahomes until we have to get depth, you know, and not let the ball get thrown over our head. So, and we're we're trying our best to show him different looks. You know we're bringing the house at them. You know we're we're trying to press on the outside. We're trying to play man-to-man, um, and I, so I think overall we're we're just trying to work on things that that we know in the back of our mind is going to get all of all of us better um, all the way around. So I think Patrick, you know, sets a great standard. We understand as a defense who we're up against, and you know obviously the weapons that they have on the outside um, presents a tremendous challenge, but. I feel like those guys are are constantly getting us better, um, constantly getting us sharper as well. You know, it's a lot of things that I can do on the defensive side that I can't do with Patrick Mahomes. And so I think just having that kind of understanding, um, I think it helps me play fast. It helps all of us play fast as a defense.
3: Tyron, we appreciate your time today, man. Thank you. That's it. Thank you all.
5: I you, can you just kind of compare and contrast, uh, you know, uh, Andy Reid style versus uh, what you've what you've seen in the past, how he's different, uh, what what makes him Andy Reid?
13: Um, the first thing I think about is the camp, obviously, you know, um, uh, them boys work in uh, Seattle, where I was from, no doubt, no question about it. Uh, I think Andy Reid's camp is just different, you know, what I'm saying from the tempo, from the speed, you know, the offense, you're going against Tyreek Hill, you're going against all receivers who run four twos, four ones, It feel like, you know what I'm saying? And the tempo of just practice is just just so a tempo And, you know, you're running from one spot to another. So um, I think that's the biggest thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, The guys here about their business. They're trying to get a second chip, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the biggest thing is just the camp is just a – you know, the camp is like a workaholic camp, like everybody working.
3: Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tedrick. Welcome
6: to Kansas City. Two questions here for you. Yeah, no problem. Why Kansas City during free agency? Um, why sign here free, first off, and then, secondly, how similar is the scheme here to what you played in Seattle, and how does that fit your skill set?
13: Um, you no, know, as far as the scheme, they weren't. They run a little. Um, they run some different stuff here than Seattle. You know, what I'm saying um, they use their safeties a little different and everything like that. Um, something my brother used to always tell me when I was, you know, going through the the free agent process. You know, my brother played in the league for a couple of years, and he used to always tell me that. Regardless, football is football, you know what I'm saying? Day the day, football is football. So during, like, the free agency part, you know, I would just kind of just focus on my rehab and just going wherever God was taking me, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think it was just all God, to be honest. I can't – that's the only way I can really know how to answer the question. It was just – it's where God sent me, you know what I'm saying? I was happy to be here just to know about, you know, obviously T5, and, you know, I've been watching him since college. Everybody know him from the things he did at LSU, you know what I'm saying? I was just you know, excited to be with these group of guys. You know, as soon as I came in, you could just tell off Rip – you know, Breezy, T5, everybody, it's about work. You know what I'm saying? You joke around when it's time to joke, joke around, but when we're in that meeting room and we're going to feel, you know what I'm saying, it's all work. So, you know, I was uh, excited to be in the group.
8: Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Charging. Uh, trying to build off of what uh, Herbie asked you when, you, when you look at the collection of the secondary that is your new teammates, just how much have you learned from them in terms of how they compete and how they obviously handle themselves in the film room and how much that matches your ability and your sort of, uh, study habits and then secondly being on the field today first time with guys in the past just what was the sense you got being alongside guys like uh, Dan and Tyron to get a feel for what you guys are obviously building towards in September
13: um, as far as like being in the past being around the guys you know what I'm saying it's another type of Andy Reid camp that I'm you know what I'm saying getting used to everything now every day I'm getting used to you know I'm just soaking up everything I'm learning stuff every day you know what I'm saying I'm offending you know, in every single day you know just getting used to the atmosphere and just trying to adapt and you know, I think as a collective group in the backfield, the thing I've always known um for great secondaries, you know, uh, is communication. I think that's the biggest thing. Um when I'm on the field with T5, I, I, he talking every play. He know what the left corner doing, he knows what the right corner doing, he knows what the left DN doing, what the Mike doing. And the same thing with Dan. And the same thing with Breezy and Mooney, you know what I'm saying? Um being new in the defense, you know, by the time I see the formation and everything, one of the corners already already communicating with me, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the biggest thing. We all communicating. You know, we all talking and if I'm confused about something I'm not gonna hesitate to ask you know if the coach way over there and I see T5 or Dan right here you know what I'm saying I'm gonna go ask Dan in because they know the whole defense like the back of their hand so I think communication is like the biggest thing
3: Pete Sweeney go ahead Pete
1: yeah I was just curious it sounds like Tyron Matthew was an influence for you as you were kind of coming through it and and I was just wondering Why him? Why were you sort of modeling your own maybe career a little bit after him? And then what was it like to finally meet him and and now work with him uh, these past couple days?
13: Um, Well, I think uh, growing up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think every kid and, you know, just everybody playing football, always like look up to guys. And uh, when I was in high school, um, I used to look up to a lot of different safety. You know, obviously ET, Earl Thomas, the Cam chancellor. And I remember the first time I seen T5 play at LSU, you know, guys who, who you could tell, like, love the game. I like, actually, like, love, love, love the game. And I love the game a lot, bro. I've been playing since I was, like, six or seven years old. First time I put on pads, I was seven. And you know what I'm saying? I just kind of adapt to the guys that bring that atmosphere and bring that love for the game. And, um, and you know, T5 is no different. The same thing with Mooney, though. Like, when I first, like, started meeting Mooney and Breezy and Dan and all that, every, you know, every human being is different or whatever, but at the end of the day, they all love the game. Like, genuinely, genuinely all love the game. So that's what I said about that.
3: Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey,
10: Ted, I hope you're doing well. How quickly did you get that sense, you know, that, that everybody's talking about the running backs tour, especially with Tyron and his leadership abilities? How, how quickly did you get, get the sense that you knew Tyron was an effective leader in, in, in part of this program? And the other question I have for you, you know, facing Russell Wilson in practice, how is that compared to now facing, you know, Patrick
13: Mahomes in practice? Uh, to answer your question about uh, T, I know the first day I walked in here, you know, um, being new, you know, not knowing when the meeting rooms and stuff is like that. You know, I was always, you know, I think because of my mom, the way my mom raised me, I was all like I'm always early to something. You know, that's just how my mom is. So um, I don't know. I don't remember what time the meeting started or nothing like that. But I remember I walked in a meeting probably like 15 15 minutes early, you know what I'm saying, just to, you know, get used to the playbook, try and look through the plays and skim through the uh, iPad and everything like that. So as I walked in, T was already in there watching film, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of like already gave me an idea of, you know, because like I said earlier, he already know the whole playbook, you know what everybody got to do, but he's still in there watching film. You know what I'm saying? Breaking down Tennessee's and everything like that. And um, what you asked me about, Russell and Pat? Nope.
6: There
13: you go, Harold. I can't even hear you, bro. <laughs> yeah.
10: Going up against Russell in practice, and now getting the opportunity to go up against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, what's the comparable and contrast with the, both of those guys? And just you know, I I wouldn't say excited to face Patrick Mahomes in practice, but just mm-hmm. relishing that challenge.
13: Um, they both blessed. You know, what I'm saying God bless them to the to the maximum power. That's the one thing I can say. You know, what I'm saying they both extremely good leaders. You know, um, they obviously. MVP, uh, Pat won MVP before. They obviously MVP uh, caliber players. And, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, they just both blessed. You know what I'm saying? You can just tell that they they good, genuine human beings. You know what I'm saying? they good people to be around. You know what I'm saying? When you – like when I have a daughter or something like that, like when they get married, I'll be happy if they have somebody like Pat or Russ, you know what I'm saying? So it goes like past the football stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can just tell they just, you know, genuine good human beings.
3: All right, guys, we got time for a couple more if we got to let them go. Let's go Matt Derek, and then Darren to close it out. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Hey, Tedrick, welcome to Kansas City, man. Appreciate it, Bill. You mentioned, you know, rehabbing the shoulder during the off season. Um, how are you feeling? You know, are you is that back to one hundred percent? And you know, without having any off season and, and and or last year ending early, how difficult is it to kind of get back up to speed and get in the flow of things?
13: Um, I'm one hundred percent. First of all, you know, my shoulder um, ever since I had a surgery. You know, every single day I was literally every single day I was in rehab 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 um you know what i'm saying trying to come back um and um as far as like you know the regardless of how much shape you in like being in shape and being in football shape is like two different you know completely different type things you know what i'm saying especially being in this uh, andy Reid type camp so it wasn't a lot of like football uh, specific stuff i could do because i was rehabbing but every little chance i got you know what i'm saying i was trying to do it but Every single day, you know, whether it's a good practice, bad practice, uh, I wake up with a new slate, you know what I'm saying, just try to focus on the next day. Same thing with the periods. and practice, good period, bad period, you know, that period is over move to the next period. So every single day I'm just – I know I'm just get better and better, you know, talking to the guys, the communication with the guys, you know what I'm saying, um, the conditioning, just every part of football, you know, every single day I'm just trying to get better and better. Okay, go ahead, Darren, close us out. Hey, T2, thank
11: you f- uh, for your time and coming okay. to Kansas City. A uh, couple questions for you. Obviously, coming from Seattle – and you first, when you were drafted, you were playing behind Earl Thomas. Compare contrast, if you would, Earl Thomas to Tyron Matthew. I know you look up to, uh, to a T5, as you say. And then also, of course, um, you know, kind of compare the locker room, I guess, and in the, in the culture with Pete Carroll, Andy Reid. And then finally, with you coming from Seattle, any advice that you would give, you know, the rookies who, you know, to keep them from making the same mistake the rookie did in Seattle a couple of days ago?
13: Um as far as the comparison um as T five and E, the one thing I can compare that uh pop at the top of my mind is how locked in they'd be. You know, I remember my rookie I shit right next to ET and he was locked in, like locked in, locked in. And the same thing with T five, like he locked in. Like um that's the that's the two comparisons I can say. Um as far as like T five and uh and E, they just super locked in. And then um as far as the locker room, uh one thing I say about that is everybody want to win same thing in seattle literally everybody want to win and um my freshman, or freshman my uh rookie and second year in the league i was playing with frank you know i was playing, I was playing with nitty so um i kind of already had a, a well i had a um a relationship with frank a good relationship so him being here and just knowing the type of leader he is i kind of already knew or not knew but i had the you know what i'm saying expectations of what the locker room was going to be and it was the same exact thing like we don't come in, like I said earlier, when it's time to joke around, we go joke around. But when we work and we working, whether that's conditioning, weightlifting, film study, um, the treatment room, you know what I'm saying, everybody going to work. And as far as the other question, to be honest, bro, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I, I really don't. I, I don't be on social media. Um, but as far as like rookies and all that, like, you know, what I'm saying, just, just find somebody who you can grab and, you know, what I'm saying somebody that you look up to and just kind of show you the ropes. You know, what I'm saying, because coming in your rookie years, you know, it's a lot thrown at you, you know, especially how 2020 been, you know, it's been a little different, but well, not a little bit, it's been a lot different. And, um, you know what I'm saying? It's, every day is a new challenge. You wake up not knowing what's going to happen. So just find somebody that you can, you know what I'm saying, follow, that you can look up to and uh, take you under your wing and just keep going.
3: Kendrick, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Thank you.
13: So God bless, y'all.
0: Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
7: Search Wix Studio
6: today to explore the full range of features.